Hey, hey, friend, welcome to today's podcast episode and the topic today, mm, it can be a triggering one. People get really up in arms when you start to talk about things that maybe you should or shouldn't do as you raise your children. And this sleepover question can be one that mm, there can be some contentions and stuff. But I just want to say that long gone are the days and the times that we can no longer have these types of conversations. We have to have these types of conversations and listen and talk back, like in a respectful manner, not like a talk back. (laughs) But we need to be able to go back and forth and have a dialogue about topics and such things such as sleepovers, because we can learn a lot from one another. Also, gone are the times that we can just bury our heads in the sand. Mama, you know it. I know it. This isn't the little house on the prairie times anymore. And (laughs) if you watch that show, I mean, I grew up, that was my most favorite show, that and Wonder Woman, okay? But I was always home five o'clock to watch Little House on the Prairie. And there were a couple of episodes that I was not allowed to watch. And as I got older and was an adult and watched, I'm like, okay, now I know why my parents. So even though I say gone are the little house on the prairie days, there was still some stuff going on. Maybe it's not in the books, but it was in the show. And I know the show isn't 100% the book, but you know what I'm talking about. We can't bury our heads in the sand. So today I want to talk to you about whether our homeschool children should go to sleepovers. And then let's discuss the pros, the cons, and what parents need to know so that you can make a fully informed decision for your family. All right. Are you ready to begin? Let's do it. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Before I open the can of worms, we'll say, when it comes to the sleepover stuff, I want to actually hear from you. I want to hear about your homeschool, where you are, where you're excelling, where you're feeling really good in, where you're struggling. So mama, I want to hear exactly from you. I have some questions I actually really want to ask you, and I'd love to hear your answers. If you check out the link in the show notes, I have a quick little survey will only take you a couple of minutes and I would so value your input and your opinion. And the bonus is that three of you are going to win an Amazon gift card for $25. So you have until we have from now up through this Friday, March 31st to fill out that survey. And then I will randomly pick three of you to send a $25 gift card to. So I'm excited to hear from you, excited for a couple of you to win something. I don't know, maybe you'll buy some homeschool books or maybe you'll buy something fun that's been on your wish list for a little bit. So check out the link in the show notes. It is only good up through this Friday, March 31st. So be sure to get in on that and I hope you win. Okay. All right, let's get started here talking about sleepovers. And I want to start with giving a little bit of my own personal experience. And I think that you might be able to hear this in your own life too. You might be like, yep, that is kind of what my experience was. So again, I, as I said before, I grew up in the 80s, 90s, 
Most of my sleepover experiences were probably more so the 90s, early 90s. I don't really recall doing sleepovers when I was younger. To be honest, I don't think it was even a thing. Sleepovers for younger children was not a thing, and somehow it popped up between me having going to sleepovers when I was in high school to the time that I had children. And suddenly people were asking my daughter for a sleepover and she was five. I was like, what are you, crazy? Like, I just, it didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, why would I send my five-year-old to your house to sleepover? She's not really going to sleep. They're, I'm exhausted already. I don't need a more exhausted child the next day. And so it was just kind of became a big thing for her, but it wasn't for me growing up. So my experiences when it comes to sleepovers was just in high school. It wasn't a thing, really. I don't even remember other kids doing it. Like, I don't think my parents said, no, you can't do it. It just wasn't a thing among, let's say, elementary age children. But in high school, I did go to quite a bit of sleepovers. I had a group of friends and I will say that, I mean, some of them, it just, it really depended upon the home that we were in. And I have some very vivid memories of some great sleepovers and then some not so great sleepovers. But I do want to tell you that I have heard some stories and experiences of others, mostly because um, of where I've heard these types of things would be other women who have had some really traumatizing and some really, really big things that happened that altered their life and that still affects their life now that happened when they were at a sleepover. And if that is the case for you, mama, I'm praying for you. And I am praying that you are able to get the help that you need somebody to come alongside you to walk through that and to um, get through and past that trauma. But I do feel blessed. I mean, I look back and I'm like, wow, some really shady and some really bad things could have happened. And I'm glad that God protected me from anything extreme. But I'm going to say that really the only good outcome that came from me going to sleepovers was just having that time with my friends and being included and continuing to be included in that group of friends. I don't know. I think maybe I was afraid that if I didn't go to some sleepovers, that I would be um, on the fringe, on the outside of those friend groups. And I also grew up with brothers. And so any time that I could spend with other, with my friends, my girlfriends, I was totally into that. But the major downside of this, now again, this is early 90s. We'll get into how sleepovers and how things have really have changed. Um, and the access, we'll say, to things has really skyrocketed because of this, the technology that we have. But I will tell you that all of the bad, negative, evil movies that I ever saw in high school were at sleepovers. I won't name the movies, but you can think of whatever popular movies there were in the early 90s. We would watch the same ones over and over and over again. And I knew that those were not movies that my parents would approve of, but I was okay with watching them. And mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> and to be honest, I still have memories in my mind. I still have pictures in my mind of certain movies that I watched at sleepovers. And I am in, we'll say mid, mid to late 40s here. And so this would have been so many years ago, 30 years ago. And I still can remember those movies and those images and those scenes from what I watched at that time. And so we really need to remember that things really get ingrained in our mind, especially from media. And I think that we all can agree that the media and technology and things have has even skyrocketed. It is just exponentially more out there and the access to everything is so much greater. I mean, honestly, probably the worst thing that we ever did with a phone at sleepovers was to 
like call people and hang up, like maybe call a boy and then not say anything and hang up and giggle and stuff like that. So it's just, there was a lot of silly stuff like that, but there was also conversations that I know and truth and dare, truth or dare and movies that I know I should not have been a part of, but everything is just so much more and in your face and so much more access to it. So let's go over real quick here. Let's talk about, like I mentioned in the beginning, the pros, the cons, and then the things that you need to know to make this decision and then to go forward. So the pros are that your, your children, if you decide to let them go to sleepovers, they could have really wonderful experiences with their friends. Or maybe these are, and some people say, well, we only allow sleepovers at cousins' houses. Okay, they could have wonderful experiences with their cousins and with their aunts and their uncles who are also at the house. So there can be some really great outcomes and some bonding with friends and experiences. And there are some times when if you decide to do sleepovers or sleepovers in your home that you do invite other children into your home that maybe are not used to or accustomed to being in a loving Christian home. Having that mom and the dad and a solid uh, family together and maybe you only allow them to play wholesome games, uh, movies that you guys have approved of. And there could be some really great experiences with friends. The thing is, we just don't know. We really don't know when it comes to sleepovers, especially now here in 2023. And we've all heard of experiences. We've all heard of things and seen things and know that there's other stuff going on. So let's now dive into then some of the cons. And you might be able to guess <laughs> some of the cons here is you don't know what your kids are going to be exposed to. It could be the people that they're exposed to at somebody else, else's house. It could be um, movies. Uh, that might be the most basic thing. Um, but everybody, almost every single child has full access to who knows what in the palm of their hand when it comes to a phone. And even if your child does not have a phone, I can guarantee you that possibly everybody else at that sleepover has a phone. And unless the parents confiscate all technology when the kids arrive, you know, sometimes there's activities and, and retreats or things that like youth group does and the kids all have to turn in their phones for that. And maybe you decide your house is a phone-free house and everybody has to turn it in. You have a basket right there at the front door. Once everybody is is in and you're going to bed, you know, mom, dad, ring the basket, you, know, you turn all the phones off so you don't have alarms and whatever else going off and bring it into your room so they don't have access to it. That could be a possible solution, but kids are really good at getting around things. So I've heard of kids who have, you know, their, their parents give them one phone and so they do all of their legit kind of stuff and then they actually just purchase like I don't want to say a burner phone, but they just purchased some like extra phone from some kid at school. I've heard there's like a huge market for this. And I mean, your kids are homeschooled, but still like the kid at the soccer field and the kid on the baseball team and uh, the girl at the at the dance class. But there is like a huge, I don't know that it's super underground, but kids who this is what they do is they facilitate the purchase of another phone to another child. I don't know how they get it. I don't know how they get um it to work internet and stuff. But anyway, these kids are able then to do whatever they want on this other phone. And mom and dad have no idea that they have a second phone that they are looking at whatever they want and sending pictures and having social media and stuff that the parents don't want them to have. So I would say that the exposure rate for things that you don't want your kids to be exposed to is so much more heightened. It is just, it's huge. 
it's not even, I mean, I think it's like a million fold difference than us back in the early 90s when we had VCRs and it was just whatever somebody happened to have on a VHS tape. Now, granted, you could have inappropriate things on a VHS tape, but now just with the tap of a finger, they can easily see all kinds of things. And just think, I just told you over 30 years ago, I have um, memories and scenes from movies still in my head. And so our job as moms and now as homeschool moms, we're being very intentional about protecting our child's minds and what they are exposed to. And it can very easily happen. I'm not saying it can't happen at other places, but at a sleepover when kids have a lot of extra time on their hands. And really the goal at a sleepover is have a good time, to have fun. The second part of what I of the cons that I would say is that you don't really know people. You might think you really do know somebody and you don't. You don't really know them. So you're dropping your child off at somebody's house and you, I mean, what you know of them might actually really be all there is to them but you don't really know them. And unfortunately, we'll hear stories of people like, well, I thought that they were going to be okay. I thought that they, you know, we were friends and I thought I knew everything about them. And it turns out this is what happened to my child at this sleepover and all this time that I had given them access to my child. So we just need to be very conscious of the fact that we don't really know people's hearts. We know that there are sometimes we can be caught completely off guard. Well, that person looked completely innocent. I didn't think that they were a part of that. And it can be shocking. And so we just really need to keep in mind that we can't really see the heart and uh, the mind of people. And this goes for the parents as well as the children. All right, let's talk about a couple of things that I feel like you really need to know when it comes to sleepovers and deciding whether your homeschool child is going to participate in them. Is that mom, we as parents can no longer be naive. We can no longer just assume. Like I just said, we don't really know people and we don't know what all they'll be exposed to. And it might not even be at the sleepover that it's the um, child's house or the parent's house. It could be another child that comes to that, that brings an extra phone, even if you're collecting all the phones or bring something um, that then your child is exposed to. It's not always just the place that they're going. It is the other parties involved, the other children that are there, the other families that are involved. And so here we are, 2023. We can no longer be naive, mom. We have to be on guard. We have to know that, you know, like in the book of James, right? I'm pretty sure uh, that Satan is prowling like a lion looking to seek and devour our children. And we have to not have our heads in the sand and not have a completely Pollyanna outlook on, on the world and be realistic. Your job is to protect your child, all of your children. Don't worry when anyone thinks. If you decide we are not going to do sleepovers, who cares what anybody thinks? I'm going to tell you right now, time is going to fly by and in 10, 15, 20 years, you won't even know those people anymore. <laughs> you will have moved on, your child will have moved on and they're not even giving you a thought. And if at this moment... They think that you are a prude. They think that you are just so uptight that you won't allow your child to do this. Who cares? Who really cares? Don't worry what anyone thinks. And that can be hard at times. I know. Can you feel like people are kind of talking about you and stuff? Again, who cares? You have to put that on and you have to live it out. Just be like, who cares? This is my child. This is what I decided for them. And if you don't like it, tough luck. 
And maybe if the person, your your child is invited to someone's house and then you say, no, we don't do sleepovers. And then they're like rude to you. Well, goodness gracious, good thing you didn't let your child spend time at their house. If they're going to judge you and they're going to say things about you or treat you in a different way because you said no, thank you, then it's not somebody that you want to drop your child off to spend time with at their house for 16, 24 hours. Next thing is what you really need to do is you and your husband, you have to decide before you encounter these types of situations and your kids need to know. Now, like I said, sleepovers didn't start in, you know, back in my day, back in the old days, they didn't start until middle school, high school. Now it is younger children. It is elementary age children that are being invited to go to sleepovers. So you need to decide this when they are really small. And as they you know, get to maybe preschool, you might be able to start introducing this idea, but definitely by early elementary age years, five, six, seven, letting them know, hey, we don't participate in sleepovers. And you just make it a topic of conversation and you can give them, you know, age appropriate reasons as to why you don't do that. Like this is just what we do. So same thing with dating. If you decide our children aren't going to date until say after high school or not till 16, 17, whatever, whatever it is that you and your husband decide, you don't wait until, so say you say 17, you don't wait until your child is 15 or 16 and talking about dating to say, oh no, by the way, you can't date till you're 17. No, you have to start that conversation so that they know so that you're not running into like, I mean, basically it's like banging your head against walls, like running into a wall, like a concrete wall. Why would you do that? Tell them beforehand so that you are not having to put out fires. So when your kids are young, let them know, hey, we don't do sleepovers. So that when they're asked or a child says something, they're like, oh yeah, I'm not allowed to do sleepovers. And kids like that age, when they're young, like it doesn't mean they're like, oh, we're not allowed to do that. Okay, it's just like one of the list of things we're not allowed to do. And they don't really think too much about it. So it's not a big deal, just rolls off. So maybe when, if you're worried others think about you, just think about your five or six year old, be like, yeah, we don't do sleepovers and just walking away. I'm like, okay, there we go. <laughs> so put on that air of confidence that they have, but you need to decide beforehand. You need to make sure that your children understand and know that. And then you need to stick with your intuition when it comes to situations as they get older. And if you say, we don't do sleepovers and you encounter your 15, 16, 17 year old, who's really pressuring you, you need to stick with what you decided and stick with your gut, stick with your intuition. The goal is to have no regrets. And it's not very biblical, but you know what I mean? Like when you, I have no regrets, let's just say about our decision not to participate in sleepovers. We just didn't, maybe you got that figured out here by now. I was going to share with you a little bit more at the end, but I have no regrets, zero regrets. I never once faltered. And so therefore I never once had to deal with the consequences of putting my child in a situation that I could have said no to. That's what I want you to know is that in the end, you won't regret saying no, we don't participate in that. You could regret saying yes. Maybe you only say yes one time and that's the time that something happens. And I'm not over here trying to be a big Debbie Downer or anything, but I just, I really want you to be realistic and not be naive. And I want you to know that there are options. So there were times that my daughter was, we'll say late elementary school, maybe middle school, 
and was invited to sleepovers. And sometimes she'd just be invited to birthday parties. And I would just ask her, like, do you, like when she was in school, do you want to go? Do you enjoy this friend? Sometimes she'd be like, no, she just invited everybody. I was like, all right, well, do you want to go? She's like, no, not really. We don't really, I don't, I don't really get her. <laughs> like, okay, good. But when she was invited to sleepovers and it was one that she wanted to go, and usually these are birthday parties. Now I feel like people just have sleepovers just to have sleepovers. And back in my day was like, for birthday parties and maybe a couple random ones, or maybe my parents only said yes to the birthday party ones. <laughs> but just know that there are some options. So this is what we did with my daughter. My boys, I don't, I think they were invited to sleepovers and they were like, no, I don't want to do that. I was like, okay, it was very easy for them. But for my daughter, there was a couple that she wanted to go to. And so I would just say to the mom, she would love to come. However, I'm going to pick her up at eight o'clock or nine o'clock, or maybe you guys are night owls and you want to do it a little bit later, just so that your child can kind of get a little bit of a feel of the excitement of, you know, the evening getting later. But I, I never once had a mom say, no, you can't do that. <laughs> I never once felt bad about it at all. And so my daughter knew that she couldn't do sleepovers beforehand. So when she would get an invitation for a sleepover, I was like, well, we're not doing the sleepover part. We'll just do this time. Does that sound good? Sure. And we had conversations and you have to do it in an age appropriate way. I didn't really mention stories and things that I knew and the possibilities. And again, maybe these possibilities don't happen, but I wanted to have zero regrets about our decision with this. So know that there's a huge option of saying, yes, you can go and hang out with your friends. However, I'm going to be coming and picking you up at eight o'clock. So let's be prepared for that so that, you know, mentally and emotionally, you are ready then to get going. Now I told you a little bit earlier that that was our decision. We decided years ago, I mean, just this is just based upon my experience from sleepovers, which is not doesn't even encompass all of the things that I have heard that could happen at sleepovers. And just knowing that I was like, yeah, there's, I don't remember anything good coming out of it. I would come home exhausted and super sleep deprived. I didn't sleep very well there. And I was like, it just made the next day like terrible, basically really terrible. And I was exhausted by that night and probably would like feel sick the next day or something. And so your kids might not understand right now when you say we're not doing sleepovers, even if you give them age appropriate reasons why. And as they get older, they really might not appreciate it at all. But I want to tell you that as they mature, I have seen this with my kids you know, because we decided we are not doing this. They knew beforehand and we would get into situations with birthday parties or sleepovers. And I would either just say, no, thank you. Or we would compromise and they'd go for a couple hours and I would pick them up. But they just knew beforehand. And I can tell you that once they reach maturity, and it, it depends on the age of the child, it might take a while. It might not happen until maybe they're in their 20s and they have their own children. But at some point, they should probably thank you. I, I know that they will. Once they are more exposed to the world and they see the possibilities and they hear from maybe some of their friends as they become a young adult who went to sleep over some things that happened, I have a feeling that they are going to say thank you. And I have received that thank you from my kids as, as my daughter's gotten older and we had more open conversations. She was like, wow, thank you, mom, for being the quote unquote rebel, for being literally the only one who said we don't participate in sleepovers. This was like being the literally the only one among my Christian friends, no matter what their educational model, whether they sent their kids to public school, to Christian school, or they homeschooled. I actually thinking back now, I think I had one friend who also homeschooled and she didn't allow her kids to participate in sleepovers, but everybody else did. 
We were the different ones, and I was okay with that. So, Mama, if you want to learn to be solid and to be okay with being different, being the different one, even when it comes to your homeschool, I want to invite you to go over and check out Clarify Your Homeschool at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. That's where all of us, you know, rebels, <laughs> those of us who have decided to step out of the educational system and raise our families in a different way and really fully embrace the homeschool lifestyle that is exactly correct and the right one that God has for you and your family. Go over and check out clarifyyourhomeschool.com for all of the details. And this is a good one. I have enjoyed chatting with you about this one. And yeah, we'll see you back here in a couple days. All right, we'll see you. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.